0: Good morning and welcome to this Tuesday, June 29, to New Destiny's Ministry Prayer Call. We're always glad to have each one of you join us in this early morning hour to come before the Lord and to offer a sacrifice of praise unto Him. In Colossians 4, verse 2, it says, continuously steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. So we come with thanksgiving and prayer for this day. We're asking God to stoop down to hear us this morning and to answer as quickly as we petition him to meet the needs of those that are held in bondage to the ways of this world to touch those that are weak in their faith, and to heal those that are ill in body. May every pastor, every man, woman of God, every saint, those called to ministry, the intercessors, and to the New Destiny family, hear what God has to say this morning so that it will go well with you today because you sought the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit first before and above all else. Without him, we can do nothing. But with him, all things are possible to them that believe. Amen? Amen. We want to acknowledge and give honor to Bishop uh, Christopher Smith and to Pastor Adrian. They are the set ones over the house of new New destiny. We pray that they will always yield to the Holy Spirit to be their guide, leading them into all truth as they go before new destiny. May the Lord grant them the wisdom that is needed to meet every need, to meet every challenge. May they know what God is saying and move upon it as directed. So we're grateful to God for Bishop and for Pastor Adrian this day. Um, Our team for this morning... Let me introduce them to you. I'm Heather Dawson, and I'm facilitating the call this morning. Then we have Sister Margaret Johnson, and she's going to be bringing the devotion. So let me say good morning to Margaret. How are you this morning, Margaret? Good morning, Elder Heather. I'm doing wonderful. How are you this morning? Well, I'm doing wonderful also, and you sound really good this morning, like you're ready, that you are prepared. God has given you a word, and so we look forward to hearing that in a moment. So God bless you. Then we also have Sister Myrna Whetstone, and
1: she's going to be praying this morning. So how are you, Myrna? Good morning, Mother Helifer. I am wonderful. Thank you. How are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful, too. I have to say, yes, I am
0: wonderful. you know when you know the Lord, how can you say otherwise when oh, you have beautiful. God, yes, to lead us and to guide us and you know to be a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. I mean, can we not be rejoiceful? Can we not be happy? Can we not just be excited? about our God. Amen. So thank you, Myrna. We look forward to the time of prayer with you also. So let me pray this morning before uh, Margaret comes. Father, I ask that you anoint these two ladies as they come before you this morning. May you guide them in their assignments for this hour. Let your word come forth with clarity And may it impact our lives for your kingdom's sake here on this earth. Let the request be made known unto you and in faith, believing that what was asked will be done by you, our Heavenly Father. It is in this that we come before you, Father, asking, asking now for your anointing to rest upon Margaret and upon uh, Myrna, Lord. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Margaret, it is all yours, then Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me okay, all Yes, I can hear you, Okay, Thank you. Perfect. Thank you. Well, good morning,
2: everyone. As always, it is an honor and a privilege um, to come before you today to share the word of the Lord. Um, So let's dive into the word. um, Other helpers already prayed. Let's dive in. Um, This morning, um, the devotion um, subject or title is Don't Rely on Your Own Works. Don't Rely on Your Own Works and the key scripture this morning is Romans chapter 4 verse 5 and it's coming from the passion translation Romans 4 and 5 coming from the passion translation and it starts off with the word but so which shows us that something comes before that so we're going to actually go up to verse 4 so Romans 4 chapter, chapter 4 verse 4 and we're going to begin there so that you have a, just a really good picture of what I believe God is saying to us today. So Romans 4 and 4 says, when people work, they earn wages. It can't be considered a free gift because they earned it. Uh, now here's the key scripture, Romans 4 and 5, but no one earns God's righteousness. It can only be transferred when we no longer rely on our own works but believe in the one who powerfully declares the ungodly to be righteous in his eyes. It is faith that transfers God's righteousness into your account. I'm going to read that one more time, Romans 4 and 5. But no one earns God's righteousness. It can only be transferred when we no longer rely on our own works, but believe in the one who powerfully declares the ungodly to be righteous in his eyes. It is faith that transfers God's righteousness into your account. Wow, that's pretty powerful. So what is it saying? It's saying faith transfers God's righteousness into our accounts. God justifies us. Um, Acts 13 and 39 says, and by him all that believe are justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. Okay, so you're probably saying, well, make it plain, Sister Murray, because we're not really living by the law of Moses right now. So in a court of law, if a judge declares someone on trial not guilty, that means they're justified. In the eyes of the law, nothing can be held against them, and nothing is punishable. So for the Christian, when we Define justification, we mean that in God's courtroom, regardless of what we felt, what we thought, what we've done, uh, we've been declared officially righteous. God has transferred his righteousness to us on our behalf, and we receive it by faith. We walk in the power of God's righteousness when we no longer rely on our works, but we believe in the finished works of Christ. And we don't have to work because Christ has already done the work for us. So now we rest. We rest in the finished works of Christ, and we live by faith, faith in him and faith in the word of God. So why do we rely on our own works anyway? With all that has just been said, why do we rely on our own works? Well, one reason is fear. And we may not think of it that way, but we may know that God loves us and we know what his word says that he can do, but will he do it for me? When will God do it? We don't trust that God is going to do what we want or what we need when we need it. God's way takes too long, I've heard people say. It doesn't take all that. God helps those who help themselves, some say. Or we don't want to wait on God's timing and we don't want to wait on God's process. Too long, I believe we've said, if you want anything done right, you have to do it yourself. If we can trust God to save our souls from eternal damnation, then surely, surely we can trust him with every aspect of our lives. Righteousness is all about God's way of doing and being right. And the church has so mixed so much of the world's way of doing and thinking in her life that the church has diluted the power of the word of God working in our lives. so we're going to turn to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, again in the Passion Translation. In Proverbs 3 and 5, in the Passion Translation, is talking about wisdom's guidance. And it says, trust in the Lord completely. Trust in the Lord completely. When we trust in God completely, we give all of ourselves and every aspect of our lives over into his care knowing that as a loving father, as an all-wise and all-knowing and all-powerful God, that he has us in the palm of his hand, meaning he knows how to take care of us and he is actively taking care of us, even when we don't see it and we don't feel it. Proverbs 3 continues saying, don't rely on your own opinions. There's a quote that that many of you might have heard that says, opinions are like belly buttons, right? Everyone has one. But with God, he says in the word to rely on him with all of your heart to guide you, and he will lead you in every decision you make. Well, God's promises are trustworthy and true. Just as the rain and the snow come down from the heavens and return not there again, but water the earth and make it bring forth uh, and sprout that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So here's an example right here of God taking care of us. We don't necessarily see it or, or feel it like that, but he's causing uh, the rain to give uh, seed to the sower and bread to the eater. In all seasons, God takes care of us. So shall God's word be that goes forth out of our mouths. It shall not return to God void. Without producing any effect or useless, but his word shall accomplish that which he pleases, and it shall prosper in the thing for which he sent it. God has faith that his word will do exactly what he sent it to do. So that's God's faith. So in Romans 4, we see Abraham's faith. The word says that Abraham was made right with God. It wasn't by Abraham's works, by his good works, It wasn't by self-reliance, and it wasn't by keeping the law. If it were, uh, then Abraham and all of us would have something to boast about. But Romans 4 and 2 says that no one boasts before God. Because Abraham believed God's words, his faith transfers God's righteousness into Abraham's account. So we looked at Proverbs 3 and 5. Let's look now at Genesis uh, 15, chapter, uh, chapter 15, verse 6. And it says that, and he, Abram, believed in, trusted in, relied on, and remained steadfast to the Lord. And he, the Lord, counted it to Abraham as righteousness, right standing with God. So just as Abraham trusted in, relied on, and remained steadfast for years, right, to the Lord, so we are called to do the same thing. Jesus died for us to be made the righteousness of God. He put us in right standing with God by his own blood when we believe in him as Savior and Lord. He's given us his precious Holy Spirit to equip us and to empower us uh, so that we're able to trust in, rely on and remain steadfast to him and his word. So what are some of the rewards of not relying on your own works but remaining steadfast? Elder Heather prayed for being steadfast and faithful in God. The word says, therefore, my brothers and sisters, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. All the work that you're doing is not in vain. Galatians 6 says, and let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we don't give up. Psalm 55 and 22 says, cast your burden on the Lord. And he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. Psalms 32 and 10 says, many are the sorrows of the wicked, but the steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Know that the joy of the Lord is our strength, right? And then finally, James 1 and 2. These are just some promises for what happens when we um, don't trust in our own label. James 1 and 12 says, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. We all have trials. But the word says, blessed, happy, fortunate, to be envied is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. So there's many promises uh, in the word for us. Some of them are here for on earth, and some of the promises for the eternal when we reach our eternal destination, such as the crown of life. You know, as a Western culture, so often we have an 80- to 90-year perspective, and we just kind of live our lives based on life here on the earth, and and we're looking at being successful and living the American dream, Right. What about God's eternal dream for us? We are eternal creatures, and we will live eternally, whether in heaven or in hell once we leave the earth. God is calling us to live a life based on his ways of doing and being right, righteousness. He's calling us to annihilate all fear, all doubt, and all unbelief and to take his yoke upon us and learn of him. God is calling us to increase our intimacy with him, to increase our private undisturbed time with him until, as a friend of mine said, I, and I, I'm stealing her, her phrase because I like it, until we ooze with the presence of God. First Chronicles 1611 says, seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his presence continually. So as we prepare to close, Um, When we, by faith, believe in the one who powerfully declares us righteous, we have peace. Our lives bud and bloom and blossom, and we're a great witness to the world. We become an advertisement for Christ. We attract the lost because we ooze the glory of God. And they see something different in us, and they want to know, well, what is it that you have? And it gives us the opportunity to say, what's in me can be in you. And then lead them to the Lord. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And God is calling for his laborers to gear up, to faith up, and to trust him to bring in the end-time harvest. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time uh, in your word this morning, Father. We thank you so much for your presence. We thank you that, like the Lord Jesus, we can come out of your presence um, and your influence, Father, um, and that – Signs, wonders, and miracles follow us because of our time in you. We pray, Lord God, that you would help us to spend more time in your presence, to have more time that's undisturbed in the presence of the Lord, studying the word, meditating on the word, Father, hiding it in our hearts so that we not sin against you. Father, we want to ooze your presence. We want your glory, Lord God, to ooze out of our skin, that the very presence of God would be coming out of our pores because of our time with you, so that we don't feel that we have to do the work, but your presence and your glory, O oh God, does the work, draws the lost, repels the darkness, and that signs, wonders, and miracles follow us because we believe. We thank you, Lord, as we pray that for each and every one on the line this morning. We give you praise, we give you honor, and we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Elder Heather?
0: Thank you, Margaret. Thank you for that uh, devotion this morning, for that word. That was exciting. It was exciting to me, and I pray it was exciting to you. She said so many things. And I hope that you took notes and that you jotted down the Scripture verses so that you can go back and see what the Word of God is saying. You know, um, one of the things that Margaret alluded to was that the church has mixed so much of the world into it, and therefore it has become weak. We wonder why the church is not powerful, not like Uh, It was, with signs, wonders, and miracles happening continuously. It's because we've mixed so much of the world. We need to get the world out of the church so that it might become powerful. And that you also said, Margaret, that God is actively taking care of us. Think about that, dear ones. You know, while you sleep, God is still actively taking care of you. As you go about your day, he's still taking care of you. This was such a good message this morning. And I pray that it is burned into your spirit, burned into your heart, that you would just dwell upon it. You will think about it as the day goes forth. Um, and I like that statement, until we ooze with the presence of the Lord, the glory of the Lord, just think about that. Just keep on oozing. Oozing. I love it. Praise God. Well, we are going to have to move on. It was uh, a wonderful word, and we thank you, Margaret, for being obedient unto the Lord and coming with that word this morning. I want to turn to Myrna at this time and ask her if she will come and share with us the um, prayer requests, and any praise reports. Myrna, if you will, hon.
1: Thank you, Mother. Uh, we have three prayer requests that came in. Um, first one is Charlotte Walker. Uh, my name is Charlotte Walker. I'm a church member, and I need prayer. My son was killed in a motorcycle accident in Dallas, Texas, on Friday, June 26. Please pray for us, most of all, Pray for my son's spirit. And Millicent Wood, please pray for the peace of God to rest in and upon the hearts of the McCutcheon family. On Thursday, their 19-year-old granddaughter committed suicide. So, Father God, we come before you in awe and reverence of who you are. We lift up, Father God, the walker and the Wood family right now. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you would show up to comfort these families who mourn. You said in your word that you will comfort those who mourn. So comfort the walker and the Wood family right now where they are. We come against the spirit of blame or guilt or regret in both of these families. Surround the walker and the Wood family, Father God, with your love like never before. Father, may the walker and the wood family say of you, as in Psalm seventy three twenty six, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And Father God, we thank you that in John eleven twenty five to twenty six, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Father God, we come against the spirit of death over our youth and our young adults. Father, we cry out to you right now and we know that you hear us. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ over every one of our young children, our youth, and our young adults now in the name of Jesus For every person, Father God, on this prayer call who has children, who work with children, or who work with the youth, we cover them in the blood of Jesus, from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet. Every plot, plan, or scheme from the devil will cease and desist now. It no longer has power, no dominion, and no authority at all over our children. We take our rightful places, intercessors in the earth realm, and intercede for our children, our youth, and our young adults, so that they could grow and flourish in the mighty blessings of the Lord Most High. <clears throat> they will live and not die. They will see the goodness of the Lord, their God, in the land of the living. In Jesus' name. The next prayer request is from Elisa Newbin. <clears throat> Hello, family. Excuse me. Elisa Newbin says, Hello, family. There had been some fluttering in my chest. They say high blood pressure caused congestive heart failure. I'm asking you to come in agreement with me for healing and full restoration of the size and beat pattern that the heart valves heal and function properly. With no leaking I ask that the size of my arteries and the walls of my arteries are strengthened with no plaque blockages father got every one of us on this prayer call this morning we come into agreement with our sister Elisa and her complete healing according to your word and according to who you are father in her life Just as a leper came to Jesus in Matthew 8 and wanted to be healed, so we present Elisa in your throne room this morning. She wants to be healed. And by Elisa's faith, Father God, she will be instantly healed. Elisa stands before you, Father God, wanting you to heal her entire body. We believe she is already whole, healed, and complete, In Jesus name from this moment forward Elisa will read your word and take in every promise of healing that you have already made available to her she will believe it for herself she will live according to your word and your promises of healing Elisa will eat healthy she will exercise even if it's a small walk around her neighborhood but Elisa father God will do her part so that you father God can show up and do your we trust you father because you are faithful we wait with great expectation for the praise report that Elisa will send in confirming your goodness your grace and your mercy in her life because that is who you are because we know you said in your word that by your stripes we are healed and it is so We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory and all the honor, Father God, that is due your name. In Jesus' mighty and wonderful name, amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Myrna. Thank you. Those are heavy requests this morning, people. Can you not feel the weight, the weight of those requests? You know, in Galatians 6, two, it tells us to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. The loss of a son, the loss of someone, a granddaughter due to suicide. We do come against that spirit of death that has come against our young people because they are the future. They're the future church, so the enemy is targeting them. People of God, pray. Pray and cover them. Cover them in the blood of Jesus, that no weapon formed against them is going to prosper. And to the brokenhearted, to the ones who have suffered the loss, May they find comfort in knowing that God is right there standing with them. And for Elise, healing of her heart. Nothing is impossible with our God when we believe. When we believe, and so we stand together this morning for these requests, knowing that God is actively working. He's actively working. And out of it, even though it seems so hard, we believe that praise reports are going to come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh God, comfort, I pray. Heal, I pray. Give hope, I pray, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to go back to Margaret for any closing thoughts for this morning. Sister Margaret, do you have anything else for us?
2: Just one thing, Elder Heather. um, And um, I I do stand in agreement with all the prayers um, that have been prayed this morning. They are weighty. They are heavy. And um, we just, we trust God. We just trust God to, to help each one through what they're going through, and no one can know exactly what that is. Um, You know, church, believing in God empowers us to live beyond the boundaries of the world, um, including those that we've prayed for. You know, we pray that they just receive a strength that they don't know, you know, uh, we know it comes from God, but they don't know how to keep going, but God will help them. Believing in God gives us a a kingdom perspective, and it allows the king of the universe to glorify himself through us, his children, because we're made in the image and the likeness of God. First John says that just as Jesus is, so are we in the earth. So let's believe in God who declares us to be righteous, and let's live a victorious life, winning souls to Christ, and watching the miracles of God operate through us. Let's live for eternity. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen and hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Margaret. Thank you, Myrna, for being faithful this morning to the assignments given to you. I pray that God's refreshing shall be upon you and that as you go forth this day that you will know that God is actively working for you also. And may everyone on the line this morning, may you know that God is there. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I thank God for the time that we've had together this morning. God is so good. God is so faithful. He's a just God, a fair God, a God that loves unconditionally, that he is ever-present. So let us close out with a word of prayer this morning. Father, we want to close based on the scripture found in Proverbs 8, verses 34 and 35 that says, We desire wisdom, not ours, Father, but yours. Therefore we wait at wisdom's doorway, longing to hear a word for every day, but this day, Lord. For joy will break forth within us as we listen for what you will say. For the fountain of life pours into us every time that we find you, and it is the secret of growing in the delight and favor of the Lord. I pray, Lord, that you seal that word upon our hearts today. I pray that we will be ever mindful of the requests that came forth this morning. That we will lift up and care for those who find themselves in a place needing comfort and healing. We thank you for your word today, Lord. We thank you for being our God, for being so faithful and for being so true. And so it is that in Jesus' name, I pray. Kathy, open the lines this morning so that we might pray together, rejoice together in our God. God bless you, dear ones.